and thank you so much for being with me here on Anchored in Freedom. I am so happy you're listening to these words and I pray that they bless you. And I am really excited to keep talking about this because this is episode two of dating. So if you didn't hear episode one, you might want to go back and listen to it. It's about just using dating as a precursor to marriage, which is how God designed it to be, not as something to do when you're 10 or 11 or 15, maybe even, um, because it can become quite the distraction if you do um, the relationship thing too soon in your life. But at some point, you do grow up and you're ready to start looking around and, and seeing what's out there. And you're ready to live a life that would accommodate marriage because maybe you're starting to feel like that is what God has in store for you. And the reason I say that is that not everyone is called to be married. Did you hear that? You don't have to get married. But Paul says, if you're going to burn in lust, it's better that you get married. There, I said it. So um, if you want to get married, do get married and do it for the right reasons. And I'll say this too, that picking the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with is the second biggest decision you will ever make in your entire life. So no pressure, but it's kind of important. So it kind of makes sense that you would think about this, pray about it, and kind of know what you're looking for as you move forward in this season of your life. So this episode number two is for the people that are ready to start opening their minds to that possibility or the people that are already dating someone and they're wondering if this might be the one. Let me start with a point that matters to both of those groups and it has to do with the term that's been floating around which is not a bad term Um, I don't think it's wrong but I do think there needs to be a little bit of clarification when it comes to getting ready for marriage Um, it's the concept of self-care so my hesitation with these words and this way of living is this self-care is a lot about me, me, me. It's about what do I want to have for dinner and let me just take some me time and let me just go do this and I want to get to my friend's house at this time and I think I'll just do laundry on Tuesday instead of Sunday and oh, I think I'll just spend my money on this instead of that and you are the only one making decisions as you are showing yourself love and there's nothing wrong with showing yourself love that's in the bible god says that we're supposed to love others as we love ourselves he wants that to happen that's important in humility not in isolation and not in um, a, a way that we elevate ourselves above above others because that's also in the word god says over and over again put others before yourself defer to others You know, greater love has no man than this, than he laid down his life for another. That's the kind of life we're supposed to live. That's the life that Jesus lived to show us what that looked like. So do love yourself, but be careful not to be so into working on you and working on the things in your life and making your life so comfortable for you that you forget that 
if you're going to invite another human being into your life, into your schedule, into your decisions, you're not always going to get what you want. And I know that sounds simple, but it's probably the number one thing in marriage is two people with two different ways of looking at things, trying to make the same decision. And it can be a challenge. But there is a way that I want to propose that you can prepare yourself for this. And I just invented this term. It's called serve care. So I think that even as a single person, it's important to find ways that you can put yourself in situations where you are serving others, where you are not the one in charge, where other people are making decisions, where other people um, lead you. And maybe let it be uncomfortable sometimes because trust me, that's how marriage works. It's, it, it's not always easy. It's wonderful, but it's not always easy. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you have to serve on the board of something and you have to, to clean toilets at the church. I'm not saying it has to be that extreme, but what if you just went out to dinner with your friends, you let someone else pick, even though you didn't like the restaurant, you knew they would choose. What if you babysat for your sister? What if you fixed someone's car for free? What if you inconvenienced yourself in your life for someone else to prepare your heart to make room for somebody else in your marriage? Doesn't that make sense? And that looks like Jesus. And in doing that, you are declaring, Lord, I know that this is what I want, but I want to love others the way you love them. And I trust that you're going to give me what I need because that's what your word says. So this is a way of trusting God is to use serve care in your life, to put others before yourself in preparation for making room for the person you want to share the rest of your life with. God's way works. And I will say, like having been married 26 years, um, and openly admitting it has not been easy. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I heard God say this. It is not your way. It is not Kevin's way. It is my way that will work. And if we can get into the practice of laying down our life and surrender and trusting God with everything, then when you have to assimilate and absorb a new person into your schedule, it's going to be so much easier. Trust me, it'll be easier if you do things God's way in the beginning. Speaking of, if you are in a relationship right now, can I just suggest that you pray together? I heard a story recently about somebody that said uh, they were not praying together in it's, it's very awkward to bring that in later in the, the, the game. You know what I mean? Um, to me, Jesus is going to be in everything I ever do. So I want to bring him into every relationship as soon as possible. You know, um, I, I'm always listening to him as I move forward with things. But if you are dating someone... Um, or you're pursuing dating someone and you can't pray together, it's going to be a strain at some point. 
And you might start small. You might start with a prayer at dinner. You might start with, hey, is there anything I can pray about for you? Um, God will show you when and how to do that. And I understand that sometimes prayer is something private and personal. And maybe you don't feel comfortable right away. But invite Jesus in. And I would say praying together is so, so crucial. And use this time to draw closer to Jesus as you're drawing closer to each other. Use this opportunity, these opportunities in your life to, to pray with people around you, to, um, to invite Jesus in and see how that comes to pass in your life. So before I move on with other things for um, after you actually have found someone in your dating, um, let me say this. If you're still waiting and you're impatient and you're feeling anxiety, remember to trust God. That is not the situation you want to be in in anything in your life. Philippians 4 is my favorite passage in the Bible. And it says, be anxious for nothing. So if you're feeling that way, read that passage in Philippians 4. And remember that he knows everything. He knows what your heart's desires are. Surrender your preconceived timelines and ideas about things and trust him to move forward with things in your life when it's time. And in the meantime, let God be honest with you about you. And even while you're dating, even while you're married, always let God be honest with you about you. And if the Holy Spirit puts his finger on something that needs healing or deliverance, um, let him do it. Trust him and trust his ways because those healed places will be a blessing to your new spouse as opposed to hurt places, hurting them. So it's, if you get a choice, please choose the healing. It will go a long, long way for you and them. So let's say you are dating someone right now. Let me just put your mind at ease. You're never going to know everything about this person. So stop trying to get everything answered before you make a decision to move forward in your relationship. That's not going to happen. But on the other side, ask questions. Don't leave things unsaid. This is the time in your relationship where you should be able to ask anything you want. Hey, um, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And as things get more serious, the questions get more serious. And the questions get more, um, I guess you could say, intrusive or personal about things. So bank accounts, child rearing, sex, um, time spent elsewhere, church, worldviews, all, all of that is fair game. Like if this really is a relationship that you are pursuing and you are potentially going to spend the rest of your life with them, ask those questions now. Those are the big things. Let me explain what I feel like I, I saw in my mind the other day. There are going to be some things that are not there at all, and that's okay. If they're not game changers for you, it's okay. And then there are going to be some things that are sprouting in their life. So let's use the planting analogy here, even though I can't grow anything. Um, there are going to be some things that are sprouting and just beginning. And if you're okay with that, and it's okay that they're just growing in those places, that's cool. But there are going to be places where you need full 
mature plants already grown in their life and their fruit showing because those things really matter. And once you're in a marriage, you have entered into what God calls a covenant. It's a lifelong commitment. And yes, there are things in the Bible that say, hey, if this happens and that happens, then that covenant is not valid anymore. But that's not what we're talking about. You don't enter into marriage thinking, well, we'll just try it and see. That's not how God sees it. God sees marriage as forever, meaning it's forever. And that's how you need to move forward with things. The biggest indicator of any relationship, whether it be romantic or friendships, is peace. Do you have peace around this person? Can you be 100% you around them? Can they be 100% them around you? Is, is it something where you know it's a safe place and you don't have to put a mask on? You can be completely at peace and rest in their presence and also be challenged by them in ways that um, help you become a better person. Because while we are called to lay down our lives and to defer to other people and put them before us, God did not create you to live a muted life. God created you to be 100% you and be comfortable and secure and confident being 100% you the you in Christ. We are all growing. None of us have arrived. We are, none of us are perfect. And you have to know that as you're looking for a spouse, you're not going to find the, the perfect person because that perfect person does not exist. And I tell people all the time, you can be as picky as you want to be when it comes to picking the person to spend the rest of your life with, but that might mean you stay single. So um, that's up to you if you want to be that picky. But I'll tell you this, I wish I had known about walking with God the way I do now back then, because my marriage probably would have been a lot easier along the way. But the one thing that has helped us stay married and stay friends and stay engaged in things is that it doesn't stay the same. I've heard it said before that you don't want to be with the one you fall in love with because falling is an accident. You want to be with the one you can grow in love with. And that is so true because I am not the same person that I was when I first got married. And had Kevin and I not grown together in these things, I don't know what would have happened. But because we grew up together in these things, just like I said before, none of us have arrived. We're all in process. We all need to grow in Christ. And because God put someone in my life that I could grow with, it has worked this long. Because I trust him and Kevin trusts him and it has been easy, but it's been worth it. So I pray the very best for you in Jesus' name. If you ever have questions or I can pray with you about this, please let me know. I know that God has it in his hands and love is fun. It's fun to get caught up in things and excitement. And then especially when you get engaged, you plan a wedding. But remember the marriage, the covenant, the relationship, the friendship. 
the display of the Holy Spirit through your marriage is what really matters and God will lead you in all those things. So thank you so much for listening. I hope all of this rambling made sense. I found that I had lots to say on this topic and I don't think I even covered it all, but that's okay. The Holy Spirit will help you. You don't need me. So bless you guys. Thank you for listening. And I pray that you're always anchored in the truth that sets you free.